But he's dressed as a little construction worker. It's freaking adorable. He's trying to trick you. Kill it. It's podcast time. Your ball grabber friends will talk about very distant lands. And Matt the man and Abe's a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I am Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are rating and going over every episode of Adventure Time, starting with season one, all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Yes. How are you, Maddie? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm sick. That might have been my bad. Sharing is not caring, just Aww. so everyone knows. Yeah, so as <clears throat> regular listeners may have noticed, this episode's coming out probably a week late, and it's because I fell under the weather. He did, and then... I started getting sick, but I was like, you know what? I can take one for the team and tough it out. Thank you so much (laughs) for letting my weary bones rest. Oh, my goodness. So how are you otherwise? How's school? School's going all right. Yeah? As always, keeping busy. Yeah. Yep. You did a really cool um, magazine uh, on Godzilla merch. Yeah. It was really cool. I liked it. I'm in a graphic design class and we had to create our own mail-in catalogs. And I did one on J- uh, Japanese giant monster movies. I'm Which he's crazy stuff. about. Yeah, yeah. Just get the Criterion Collection box set. Yes. That's so cool. Uh, so, how have you been other than sick? Good. Uh, just staying busy with work and roller derby and all the good stuff. All so. the good stuff. Yeah. So, you know what's cool? What? At least I think it's cool. Last week for the first time in a while, because when you're doing a podcast about a show, I find that I I, I watch it less and less for leisure. Mm-hmm. But last week, I just, one night, watched like a whole bunch of Adventure Time just because really? I felt like it. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go through and find some of my favorite episodes to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. How was it? It was great. Good. It was one of my sick recovery days. I was like, I need some Adventure Time in my life right yeah. now. Yeah. Sometimes Adventure Time has the healing power of awesomeness. Of a Buddha. Of a Buddha. Of a nurse. <laughs> a wet nurse. Uh, yeah. Wait, isn't that a term? Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you're feeling better, though. Thank you. I'm sorry that you're feeling worse. Yeah, totally. Like, when I got home from work today, I was like, I'm going to die. Oh. But then you made me sandwich, and it was delicious. And now we're alive and well. We are. Good to talk about some some AT. AT all the way. Yeah. And then later we're going to go play pinball. Yes, we are. Get a beer. It's going to be swell. Date night. Date night. Haven't done it in a while. Yeah. So. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. All right. So should we get to the show? Let's do it. All right. Season two, episode 13, The Pods. And episode 14, The Silent King. All right. The Pods has an IMBD. It even spells IMBD this time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. An IMDB rating of 7.6. Overall number 39. It was directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. It was written and storyboarded by Kent Osborne and Samvale Xiaphone. Original air date, January 31st, 2011. And it had 1.94 million U.S. viewers. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a delayed reaction. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so the title card shows Finn looking into a box with light pouring through its cracks. That's right. Ominous. So does this one have much to do with the episode? I don't know. Looking into a box with light pouring through. Uh, 
No, I guess not. <laughs> what kind of box is it? Was it the was it the, like the um um what do you treasure chest? I know, but I don't have to tell you. Oh my gosh. This is intense up in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's all sorts of sassy. Sorry, I had my sassafras this morning. <laughs> so the episode starts with Finn and Jake walking while Jake eats ice cream and talks about how excited he is for the upcoming ice cream marathon being held on the next day. Suddenly they hear a mysterious croaking sound. Following the noise, they stumble upon a frog in a gnome knight costume. I don't know if it's really a costume. It's straight up a gnome knight. But anyway, it's revealed that the frog is a gnome knight magically turned into a frog. He's dying and needs a pure hero to take over his task of guarding a chest with three magic beans inside of it. I don't know why he thought that Jake would be part of the hero that was pure. The red boots. Yeah. He is a thievering red booter. He's a thief. Anyway, so he states that two of the beans are good and one is horribly evil. But since the beans are identical, he does not know which is which. So he spent his entire life guarding all three beans. Jake doesn't want to guard the beans and he wants to get ready um, for his ice cream marathon. So he makes an excuse and starts to back out of the conversation. But Finn takes pity on the night and volunteers that he and Jake will assume the task. I like how Jake is like, well, I wasn't really here, so <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> um, the knight gives Finn the chest and also his magical staff, and then he dies, and Finn and Jake are left with a chest of beans. Yeah, that's right. When he dies, he's like, oh, no, no backing out now. The guy mm -hmm. just falls backwards and turns into a just a, a pile of he, ashes. He's straight up Avengers- like dust yeah it was great and he couldn't be more excited about it no kidding and finn is like i already miss him yeah I he love... was so adorable <laughs> i love when when uh as soon as finn hears about the task jake's like uh oh somebody's gonna do a task for a frog <laughs> he knows him doesn't he yep he like totally gets him jake wants them to take the beans with them to the ice cream marathon but finn insists that they stay where they are because they're on the job on the job he's like it's like you always say, Jake, work and play don't mix. And he's like, I know, I know, unless you're a clown. I do say that a lot. Which, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, we never say it. That's really funny. So after a period of time, Jake suggests, being bored out of his mind and hot from, sit from sitting outside all day, that they plant all three of the seeds and then kill off the evil one. With this convincing idea, Finn agrees. And he's like, oh, well, two of them are good, one's bad. We'll be bringing twice as much good into the world. That, I, I like his logic there. Yeah, it's good math. <laughs> math. Math. Rhombus. R he does say rhombus. He does. So they plant the beans and wait all day for when they blossom. And they end up falling asleep while it's playing this great little acapella tune by Pendleton Ward. Are you going to sing it? I'll probably just find it and put it in the episode. Okay. So they're planting the beans and waiting for evil to grow so they could kill it. And go to the ice cream marathon. The next day, the first bean has grown into a large plant with a bulging sack at the end of its tall, drooping stalk. After prodding, the sack opens to reveal several baby pigs dressed in silly costumes. There's a doctor, a construction worker, a bumblebee, a chef, a cowboy, and a magician. So Jake immediately is like, Oh, look at them! They're so cute! Um, but Finn is like, dude, we need to keep our guards up. And so he decides that um, they have to take a test to see if they are evil or not. So he gives them personality tests to see if they're evil. Jake insists that nothing evil could be this adorable. And Finn finally agrees and proclaims, the pigs are good. 
even though Finn notices that one drew a picture of ice cream under, do you have any allergies? Question mark. Yeah, this comes back. Oh my goodness. As they're doing this, the second pod grows. It's Sack releasing magic wands. So Finn and Jake assume that this is good. So Finn and Jake, bad sentence right there. Finn and Jake assume that this is good. So they end up playing games with all the baby piglets who play with the magic wands. So really quick, we know that the magic wands like make people dance. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. Um, and but why didn't it make them dance when they were like kind of playing with them? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's um the way it's being directed. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe the uh, the pigs know how to control the wands better than Finn and Jake do because all like all they can do is make like they make them poop glitter and like rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So so when Finn and Jake blah, so after a long day they all fall asleep and when Finn and Jake wake up the next morning they notice that the third pod has sprouted and its sack was bigger than the other sacks. So assuming that this is the evil one, they begin attacking it. But Jake notices that this sack is leaking. Okay. <laughs> it, yeah, it's hard not to giggle. Yeah, a brown substance. Upon opening the sack, Jack see Jack. Jack? It's always Jack. It's not my fault. They use sack and Jake. I can't right help it. Yep. Right next to each other. Jake sees that it's full of ice cream and proceeds to eat some of it. Finn is worried that Jake is being poisoned, but Jake assures him that the pod is the goodest thing that's ever happened to me. Finn realizes that the pod is good. Then they start to notice that the piglets and the magic wands have vanished. Um, at that point, they start hearing some screaming from the nearby mushroom village and find the pigs terrorizing the mushroom village folks with the wands, making them dance. Yeah. And, they're, and they're using the magic wands to destroy the town and get the dance on. Yep. Fancy dance. It's kind of funny seeing like these really cutesy, like Nick Jr. looking characters yeah. going around causing all this destruction. So Jake also gets struck by the wand and starts dancing like uncontrollably. It's a funny little <laughs> dance. So Finn, thinking quickly, reviews the personality tests that he gave the piglets earlier and finds out that they are allergic to ice cream. Ooh. Based on that drawing. so My nightmare. Yeah, that is a nightmare, isn't it? We we like our ice cream. Let's let's put a pin in that. I mean, yeah. I have I have that as a shared topic. Oh, there. okay. Awesome. Okay. So carrying the sack of ice cream on his back, he proceeds to squirt massive jets of ice cream at, at each piglet, making them explode into confetti. And with each one, he's saying like a different one-liner, like, killing you with ice cream, or freeze to meet you. <laughs> freeze to meet you. I love <laughs> Hope it. you left room for dessert. <laughs> so he almost gets one over by the adorable gaze of the construction worker piglet. But Jake's like, he's trying to trick you. Kill it. And, so, and it's like every time he's like, but he's so cute. And he's like it. dancing all weird. He's like, kill it. Kill it. <laughs> so the mushroom people, still dancing, uh, thank Finn and Jake. A citizen then says that the mushroom people have to now remove the ice cream covering the town. Jake says, actually, hold, hold up. And he picks up a spoon and he eats all the ice cream covering the town, leaving it spotless. He then leaves to the ice cream marathon, and the episode ends with Finn telling the mushroom people that he just really likes ice cream. Yeah, one of them was like, oh. <laughs> Matt, what were your first thoughts of this episode? This is definitely one that I've seen a billion times, and like I realized while watching it that I can I can quote along like almost the entire thing, but it's still uh, not one of my favorites that we've seen this season. Really? Yeah. So I think this is a good episode. I like it. I yeah. think it's cute. I think it tells a story, um, and I just really like ice cream. <laughs> he just, she just really likes ice cream. Ice cream is the best. <laughs> so is there anything you didn't like about it? 
Um, no. Cool. No, I thought it was cute. How about you? I think that was the problem for me. Is like it, it felt very cutesy. Like you know, the, the the baby pigs part is you know it's supposed to be cutesy on purpose, but uh, it, this one just felt like I was watching a Nick Jr. show during a lot of it. Well, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But, but it still had a lot of stuff in it that I like, like yeah. uh, mainly Jake's shouts of protest. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just thought it had a lot of cute little one-liners. Um, I love, I like ice cream is magic. Like it's, it was fun, and it was, it wasn't like too weird, and it was just enough for me. It was just a cute, fun adventure story from beginning to end. I think, I think actually my favorite thing of this episode is that weird little song that Pelton Ward just comes in and mm-hmm. sings, the exposition song. Yeah, that one was really cool, and it Wait was cute. For evil to grow. Oh, oh. <laughs> So, Matt. Yes. Where was the snail? Ooh, snail watch. Uh, so the snail was on the top of the house built by Finn, Jake, and the pigs. Ooh. Did you catch him? No. Me neither. Snail watch. Snail watch. 2019. Oh yeah. So I wrote while we were watching it this time that I look at this one as kind of like a background noise episode, or it's something I can just have playing in the background while I'm doing other stuff. Because uh-huh. there's some episodes where like I'm I'm invested and I'm in it, but this one I wasn't a hundred percent invested. And I find that I get distracted kind of during it. I I didn't. Like, I was really glad. So we went back and watched this the second time before we recorded today because we had watched it a little while ago um, in preparation. And then, but it was really fun. And like, I just found myself really engaged. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's no like, but it's, uh, it it is good. It's, I just think it's a good episode. I think it's a, a nice, solid story. Yeah, I do think it's good. I, don't, I, I might have actually just seen this one too many times is the problem. That must have been it. Yep. That happens with movies for me sometimes too. Where I'll, I'll watch a movie that I know I love and I'm like, I think I've just seen this too many times now. Your adapter is broken. My adapter is broken? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, took, I, I was looking for something on my computer. I was like, what do you mean? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Matthew. Okay. Matthew. Anyway, what was your favorite line? Ooh, my favorite line was... Uh-oh, someone's going to do a quest for a frog. That's a good one. How about you? All right, from Jake. It's a wand that poops glitter. What's gooder than that? Nice. So good. I love that line. All right, Matt, time for you to do your impression. All right, I've got two impressions. So the first one is the gnome knight. No, thank you. Oh, you do it so good. And the other one is, he's trying to trick you. Kill it. (laughs) That was funny. And so during that whole scene, Jake is like still dancing. Like yep. He's dancing a whole bunch. He looks like he's having a blast with it. He is. And he's just telling him to kill it. It's so great. <laughs> I love it. What's your impression? Okay. So mine is of uh, one of the mushroom town villagers. Thank you, Finn and Jake, for sort of saving our village. Nice. I and then, it. And I like it when Finn's like, you're sort of welcome. You're sort of welcome. <laughs> it's a so sort good. of victory. It's a sort it's of victory. It's kind of like Boom Boom Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice temporary fix. <laughs> um, so any trivia that you could find? Ooh, see. All right. In Wizard, Finn also agrees to take on a lifelong quest for the good of the world, but without realizing what he's agreeing to. In this episode, he consents to knowing what he's getting getting into, and he also does this in Henchman. Yeah, he does this a lot where he's like, yeah, I'll take on this lifelong quest, but, you know, without really understanding the the... I don't know, all that goes with it. And then he makes it, and then it always turns out to be okay that he's just like, 
Yeah, that's done. I've solved this problem. Let's move on. Yeah, and each time he's taking he's taking the mantle from somebody who's been doing this their whole life. Right. And then he problem solves it in like less than a day. Mm-hmm. Like wizard. It was like a bunch of people that were stuck in this room like forever. Yeah. When they could have easily just done what Finn and Jake did at the end. It's fun. Oh, I I took a little note while we were watching this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just something that I was thinking about because uh you know like this season and the first season like because it hasn't gotten into like real story storyline mm-hmm. mode yet. Yeah. And it's really just like one adventure after another. So I put down that I wonder if one of the reasons a lot of other Adventure Time podcasts kind of petered out quickly is because uh they run out of stuff to talk about in the earlier seasons because it's all just like oh it was another adventure episode and then another Finn and Jake episode but no overarching story yet mm-hmm. so I do wonder if they just realized that they couldn't keep talking about this stuff and I wrote but we're in it for the long haul brosive yeah we are <laughs> yeah we will find stuff to talk about well, in that's every the episode. thing it's like we know like so I haven't watched all of the episodes like you have and I do um but I know that there's like character development. So it's really exciting to watch these beginning episodes because you see them growing. Like you already see them growing. You like are watching like their characteristics and you're learning about Jake and you're learning about Finn and their and and who they are and like where they started. And so um we learn about how gracious like Finn is to like a problem. Like you know, these these quests, like this is his life. And I just think it's really fun. And then we're, we're meeting a lot of fun characters along the way. And, you know, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of meat here, even though some episodes are not as great as others. But that's OK. That's the fun of it. Yeah. I think one of the cool things about these early seasons and having to like dig a little deeper to find stuff <clears throat> is we're getting all these little details. Yeah. <laughs> just like cool little things that that don't have much to do with like. You know, the long haul, like this time through, just little things like noticing that the tree stump that the frog knight is on is surrounded by crystals. I was mm-hmm. like, I've never noticed that before. Yeah. It's fun to pick up those small, small details that you wouldn't otherwise notice. Yeah. Oh, did you have any trivia? I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Nope. All right. So do you want to know what your prediction was for this episode based mm-hmm. on the title, The Pods? Yes. All right. So Finn and Jake venture to a town where the townsfolk sleep in pods. Oh, kind of like Avatar. So Finn and Jake give it a try and find it quite enjoyable. The only problem is at night when sleeping in the pods, they become human-eating plants. Human-eating plants. So Finn and Jake <laughs> learn that the plants are controlling the whole town and the townsfolk are merely puppets. Yep. Invasion of the body snatchers. Is that what that is? Basically. Oh, I've never <laughs> I seen like that movie. I, I like it because it would be kind of like a spoof of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So creativity. A++. Plus plus. Yes. As far as how close it is, there's a town and there's pods. <laughs> and Finn and Jake get there was some sleeping. level of enjoyment because of ice cream. Or <laughs> and there was sleeping involved. You're like, solid 65% there. Okay, so that's a D. It's a D. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give you an A every time. <laughs> For a dang delectable. That's right. Yeah. 2D. <laughs> 2D or not 2D? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, question that has plagued humankind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to predict what our next episode's going to be based on the title? Yes. The Silent King. Okay. So, the Ice King, this is an Ice King episode. So, he gets laryngitis from singing in the shower too loudly. So, he sends for Finn. He sends Gunther to get Finn and Jake to come keep him company. 
um, by making up like a false story of like some like scary like whoa like he's like sad or something I don't know that they need him for adventuring um, and he communicates via chalkboard which becomes increasingly annoying annoying and ice king yeah <laughs> sounds, about, sounds about right yeah it totally does I guess we'll find out yep in yeah. just two seconds that's right uh, any last thoughts on this episode it's a good time I I don't really have any problems with it uh, uh, yeah I don't know Kind of middle of the road for me. I, I know I've yeah. said that with a few episodes this season so far, but I you know the middle of the road's okay. getting a little crowded, man. I know it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tough to to grade these ones at the or um rank them. them. Yeah, you know which one keeps coming back to me though, and mm-hmm. like I never paid much attention to it until this last time we uh, watched it. Yeah, was the eyes the one with the horse with poo brain? Yeah, I love that episode. Oh my goodness, that's freaky. Yeah, have, have any really stood out to you so far this season? Most memorable is the armor one. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite. That is one of my like top ten favorites of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh. It. So, any last thoughts for you? Um, I like this episode. Glad I watched it the second time. I'd watch it again. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Let's go do it right now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> that's our feet scampering off. <laughs> Walking on the feet. Walking on the feet. All right. Walking on the street. Pause. Okay. Um, next episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Episode season two, episode fourteen, the Silent King. The Silent King. It has an IMDb rating of seven point five. I'm really sorry. Go ahead. I'm really curious how you, where you're going to stand on this one because I actually don't know really. Hmm. Well, you'll find out. Won't yeah. You? Yeah. Um. Overall, episode number forty. It is uh, directed by Larry Leachlider, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. Um, written and storyboarded by Jesse Moyahan and Cole Sanchez. Original air date, February 7th, 2011, and there's no recorded um, tracking of how many uh, viewers for this episode. That means there were none. 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 So the title card shows a sad-looking Finn sitting on a throne with a happy Jake next to him. Is he supposed to be the jester? I, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. No, this one's actually pretty accurate. Nice. Yeah. Good job, title card Good artist. Good job. Okay, so the episode starts with Finn and Jake fighting against, how do I say this name? Zergiog. Zergiog, the goblin's tyrant king. Zergiog tries to cast a fire spell on them, but Finn deflects it with a sword saying, wands are for wimps. Fascinating, since last episode, wands were for playtime. That's right. Or pigs. They defeat Zergiog and force him to flee. After Zergiog's defeat, both Finn and Jake are taken to the palace of the Goblin Kingdom, where they meet Gummy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Whoa! <coughs> Matt, got, Matt got an attack of the laugh. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Are you okay over there? I'm sorry. I just realized how much we both hate Gummy. I just like as soon as I saw his name come up, I was like, oh. Oh, sorry. And then that triggered a cough. That was kind of a combination of laughing and coughing. Anyway, go it. ahead. <laughs> anyway, Gummy is the Royal oh. Goblin Chief of Staff who asks Finn to be their king. <laughs> Gummy. This is such an off putting character. Okay. He really is. So he also tells them how they're all ill-accustomed to any compassionate treatment since Zergiog loved being a jerk and randomly spanking their butts. It's so dis... It's just... It's very disturbing. Disturbing. Yeah, it shows... So many levels. It shows, like, this montage of, like, all the times... Or some of the times that Zergiog was a jerk to people. Mm-hmm. And just 
appearing randomly and smacking people's butts at really inappropriate times. Yeah. So at first, Finn refuses, explaining that he's an adventurer for life, but quickly changes his mind when he realizes that if there's no king for the golems, they'll start to riot and could eventually destroy themselves. So Jake adds that if Finn's going to be king, then he should have a queen by his side. And he's like, I'll do it. He'll be the queen? Yeah. All right. So he wasn't the jester. He was the queen. He's the queen. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, Gummy begins to show everything that Finn and Jake are entitled to in his royalty, such as um, the goblin birthing chamber, <laughs> living fountains, an advanced video game system, and a stable of dragons. When they arrive to the royal bedroom, Jake asks to turn the bed into a bunk bed and immediately takes the top. As they settle down into their beds, Gummy implores that Finn should listen as he reads from the Book of Royal Rules. Oh, yes. The Book of Royal Rules. OMG, the Book of Royal Rules. So the bunk bed, like how they do it is like this giant knife comes down from the wall and like cuts the bed in half and then these two long arms come out and hold up one of the uh, mattresses. I was thinking, man, whoever's arms those are must be exhausted. Totally. <clears throat> or they take shifts. Yeah, maybe they do. Maybe. So while Jake refuses to listen and just falls asleep, Finn agrees to hear the rules, but he eventually falls asleep as well because it's super boring. So the next morning, Finn discovers that most of the rules that Gummy read prohibit him from doing almost anything himself, like including brushing his teeth, cutting and chewing his own food, <laughs> and even helping people be attacked by thieves. Yeah, the gummy chews his food for him it and like so spits gross. it onto the onto the plate like Ugh. a bird. It's so dead. This is a kind of a gross episode, isn't it? It is a gross episode. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. As Finn struggles to, to conform to the rules, Zergiok suddenly returns to the city with an army of evil earclops in an attempt to take back his rule. So the earclops are like, you know, they're like these giant burly guys with ears for heads. Yeah, they're kind of like earclops, like um, cyclops, but ears. Yeah. Yeah. Earclops. So Finn believes that this attack is the perfect opportunity to show the goblins that an active king can be a good king, but he must do so without letting them know that he is the one that's helping them or else they may stop him. So Finn leaves Whisper Dan at the palace disguised as himself and charges out into the battlefield. Yeah. Whisper Dan's like this big kind of robot looking guy who's like a silent guard. Mm-hmm. Yep, Whisper Dan. I, I once wanted to start a band called Whisper Dan. Did True you? Story. Yeah. Wow. Based, yeah, it's named after this guy. That's cool. So as he nears Zergiog's army, Finn hops into Jake's mouth and uses him as the muscle suit, or and, the Jake suit. Which, and this is the first time we see that, yeah, right? Yeah, and I didn't realize that until this time. I was like, I love the Jake suit. It's so it's so rad. <laughs> it's awesome. So he easily defeats the Earclops army by creating sound waves that hurt their sensitive ear heads. Finn's going like, wow, wow, wow. So Finn says to Zergiog, as he lies trapped under a fallen earclops, dude, no one uses earclopses in a battle without earplugs. Duh. Yeah. So in desperation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, cha. 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 Bro, I've been watching a lot of 90s movies lately. Oh my goodness. So in desperation, Zergiog attempts to use his magic against Finn, but is easily defeated when struck by one of his own fireballs, causing him to drop his wand, which Finn then eats. Yum. And a lot of wands these last couple episodes. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, wands are for wimps. <laughs> After their victory, Finn and Jake are carried back to the palace by the goblin warriors, where they find that Whisperdan, disguised as Finn, is exactly the kind of king that the goblins need, a king who needs and allows others to do everything for them. Finn and Jake then decide to leave the goblin kingdom still merged. 
As they leave, Finn asks Jake why his insides smell like vanilla. Jake responds that a wizard placed a curse on him. What a perfect ending. Right? For the show, it's like, yeah, okay. At this point, you just kind of expect something that random. Mm-hmm. So, first thoughts. Yes. You first. This episode is disturbing. Yeah. I don't like it. I like this one. Are you kidding me? I like this episode a lot. What? Yeah. Who are you? So, I, I, I don't even know who you are right now. I think this one's great. What? There's just so many funny things in it. No, like, it's the, disturbing. The, the goblin birthing pit, I'm being born. Oh, my and, goodness. So I think a part of it is I actually love Zergiog as a villain. Yeah? Yeah. He disgusts me. He is disgusting. He's gross. I don't like that, and I don't like that kind of humor, I think. I think he, he comes back at some point. Yeah. He actually has an arc. Oh, good. Yeah. Yay. But I don't know. I, th- I, th- I just thought he was kind of a cool foe. Like, during the fight, he actually threw in some cool moves. True story. I actually, like, enjoyed oh. watching the battle between him and Finn. Well, I didn't say that wasn't good, but just, like, the whole that he spanks people's butts, man. He does. He's a spanker. There's no consent. There is definitely an undercurrent of dare I say, sexual humor in this episode? Yes. So there's one line in particular I was thinking of where the goblins think that they're going to be punished by Finn. Yeah. And then Gummy rushes in and, like, puts his butt right up in, like, Finn's face, and he's like, spank me instead, sire. Set my buttocks ablaze. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, (laughs) that's... Yeah, I don't like it. Not a kid's show line right there. I think that's what it is. It's like, this is a, a show that's on Cartoon Network, and it's, you know, I said this last time... You know, we have young minds being shaped by the stuff they watch. And this is just saying it's okay to hit people in the butt without saying anything to them because you are in charge. Like, no. That's why he's the villain. Right. That's true. I've not known a friendly touch for some time. Yes. That is your line. That that is a line. There's another Adventure Time line that Matthew says often. (laughs) Despite the fact that... I'm very affectionate towards him. <laughs> I know. I just think it's a funny line. I know you do. I know, so, so we're we're, uh, we're opposites on this one. You didn't like this one much. And no. I actually found this one quite funny. I think I think the goblins are super annoying. They are annoying. Super, super annoying. But I guess maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah. Where it's like, stop. Just stop yeah, and let me I, do my thing. Mm-hmm, I did not. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. Ditto. But that is also where a lot of the humor of the episode came for me. Humor in quotation marks. P.S. <laughs> it's okay for us to agree to disagree. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad. This isn't the first episode of the season that we've disagreed on. I know. I can't even handle this episode. Like for me, it's like I can't believe you dislike this one, but like slow Honey, love. This this episode, this episode is up there with gut grinder for me. Oh no way. Yes. Like I. Okay, so we're gonna watch this a second time. And I was like, nope. I'm good. I was so looking forward to it. Oh, well, you can watch it later. (laughs) Zerkiog, man. By yourself. He's like... He's so mean. He's not quite Sir Slicer. No. He's no Sir Slicer. Sir Slicer's nice. So... He's funny. He's not nice, but he's funny. What did you like, though? Well, Finn and Jake are true to character, saving the people who need to be saved. I loved the Jake suit. I think that is so interesting. It's kind of gross, but is really cool. And he's all, like, super buff and, like... This like war machine awesome thing. I think I think that's a really cool um, 
creative uh, uh, character that they've they've uh, gone and done. Yeah, I think like as soon as you see it for the first time in this episode, it's like that's an iconic thing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really it's really really neat, and I and I like that they use it later on too. And we have a whole another couple episodes that feature it, and I I just think it's fun. It's good. That's good. Yeah. I think that's the the shining star of this episode for me from, you know, and uh, the reason to watch it is just to get introduced to that. Cool, 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 cool. All right, Matt? Yeah? Where was the snail? Ooh, the snail is in the background when the thief is stealing hot buns. Hot buns. Hot buns. Snail watch. Snail watch. Hot bun version. <laughs> hot bun edition. Bun edition. Yum. Yum? <laughs> so what's your favorite line? So during the montage um, of all the awful things that Zergion is doing to Zergiak is doing to all the people, there's a guy who is proposing to a girl, and he says, "Oh heck, do you want to do this marriage thing with me?" After Zergiak comes and spanks him in front of the lady. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good choice. It's like the one like little ray of sunshine in the episode. Sure. Until he gets smacked. So, yeah. <laughs> my favorite is gonna be when I'm scared. I feel most safe in your lap. Aww. And it's uh, Gummy talking to Whisper Dan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an impression. Oh, my gosh. Wands are for... Wait, I gotta say it in Finn voice. Wands are for wimps! <laughs> nice. You're welcome. <laughs> Mine's gonna be one of the goblins in the, goblins in the birthing pit. Yeah. I'm being born! Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This episode, honey, this episode, I can't. I just can't with it. Okay, trivia. The way the goblins are born from a mud pit is very similar to how the orcs are born in The Lord of the Rings. True that. Very your, true. Your favorite movie trilogy. It is. It is my favorite trilogy. Uh, another little piece of trivia. <gasps> Wait. Oh, <gasps> yes. Honey, it's fill the face, fill the face. We have another fill the face. Smile. <laughs> oh, you know I bet the guy that uh, the Phil Face is based on, obviously he has no idea about this song, I, I would assume, but... Yeah, no, because I just to, made it up. To think that like somebody has made this guy a theme song and he has no idea. I made that up. I know. Oh, you mean, you're meeting me two episodes ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he I doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. He's like, got a theme song. He does. Phil, you have a theme song. You have a, you have a theme song, Phil? Phil. So where'd the Phil Face show up? So in the last scene with with the goblin crowd... A goblin with a fill face appears on the right side of the screen. Ooh, nice. Good catch. Yeah, dude. It's so awesome. Ha- I'm so happy about that. Ooh, so let's see how how your prediction fared for this episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the Ice King gets laryngitis from singing in the shower too loudly, so he sends for Finn and Jake to keep him company by making up a false story of woe. He communicates via chalkboard, which becomes increasingly annoying. Uh, creativity? A plus plus plus. It's that's one wow. more plus than the last one. That's that's really a lot of creativity. I mean like <laughs> admiration for my creativity there. And as far as how close it was, I'm gonna give it uh, a B minus because it's what? very similar to another episode. So what? It's, yeah, it's still something. You're giving me a B minus. I'll give it a C minus. No no no. You're giving me a C minus when you gave the last episode. A D. A D. The you last gave me, episode was... The last episode you gave me, and I had pods, sleeping Finn and Jake, townspeople, and growing things. Hey. 
And the great Matt works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I don't understand your grading system. I'm so glad I am not like that you don't grade my real life. Because <laughs> I would be day. very confused. <laughs> this is why I'm not a teacher. I need a rubric to Matthew. I need a rubric. Hey. That's your grade, and you'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to guess what the next one's going to be based on the title? Yes. The Real You. Okay. Finn and Jake realize that they've lived for, with BMO for, like, a long time, but they don't actually know who BMO is. Like, they've never gotten to know him. So BMO shares their story, which includes sword buckling and adventure that Jake and Finn have no idea that BMO was capable of. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I, I do too. The BMO-centric <laughs> episode. Yeah, there has not been one yet. Oh, there really hasn't been any non-Finn and Jake-centric episodes yet. Yeah, which is okay for, with me. Like, uh, But we've seen BMO a little bit, but I'm looking forward to getting to see him more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, Ready for some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, uh, yeah. The first one we got is a five-star review from our good old friend Juniper D., Hi, guys. You got me into Anchor, which is the podcast streaming service that we use. I now use it for my podcast. You are awesome. Aw, thanks, Juniper. We think you're pretty awesome, too. And I hope your podcast goes well. Yeah, absolutely. And we got a five-star review from Itmar1238 saying, Oh, my glob. I figured out. I have HBO Max. That's super exciting for the upcoming Adventure Time release. Can't wait for the new Adventure Time episodes. Neither can we. Neither can we. Hopefully, we'll have... Oh, you know what? By the time that comes out, I don't think we'll be anywhere near done with this show. Yeah, probably not, but at least we'll still watch them and do the things. Yeah, we'll do the things. We're excited. We are. It's going to be rad. Ooh, and we got a review from somewhere a little different this time. We, uh, we got Ryan L. on Facebook, who says, I friggin' love y'all podcast almost as much as I like Adventure Time. I know you both have very busy lives, but I'm craving the next episode. Thank hey, you. thanks a lot, man. Yeah, sorry the illness took us down, but we're glad that we're back. On the plus side, I got this raspy voice right now that makes me sound like my podcasting hero, uh, Matt Gorley. He is in love with Matt Gorley. <laughs> Matt Gorley is a podcasting king. He, like, listens to Matt Gorley every day. I do. He's He's got multiple podcasts I listen to. Every day. We got Super Ego. Every day. We got Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Which I like that one, too. Yeah. Every day. He has one about Friday the 13th. Every day. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> <laughs> he is really funny on uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, but I know that he doesn't do a lot of the same work that he does in the other ones. He also does the Bonded, J- the James, James Bonding podcast. Yeah, James Bonding yeah. podcast. He goes over, him and a friend go over uh, all the 007 movies. They were on a How Did This Get Made? I don't remember which one, but I do oh, remember really? that they were on one of those episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. I think uh, I haven't listened to the James Bonding podcast because to do it, I feel like I have to watch the movies along with it. And I, mm-hmm. I'm rarely in the mood to watch 007. Yeah. Let alone uh, well, like the old ones. Daniel Craig. I like, yeah, I like Daniel Craig as me James too. Bond. Me too. It's hard. It's really hard for me to go back and watch some of the other ones now. Yeah. He is really good. So, Matt. Yes. Anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, so as of, I think. I'm hoping Monday, this coming Monday, which is going to be the November something. November 11th, Veterans Day. Oh, yeah, Veterans Day. As Thank a Veterans you Day, hopefully. to our vets, including your dad. Oh, yes. And my dad. Hey. It's amazing. <laughs> Twinsies. <laughs> so, 
hopefully by Veterans Day, uh, Amy's brother and I, Hans, will have our, our first few episodes up. Why'd you say his name like that? Hans. <clears throat> Hans? Ah, uh, because my... <clears throat> because I'm weird. <laughs> so we should have the first couple episodes up of our podcast, Pop Trouble. Yeah. Where we're going over uh, what Hans considers to be the 100 most important films in cinema history. So, okay. I saw this thing that Warner's Warner Brothers allegedly posted. It was on Facebook and I didn't have time to fact check it, but it like they put it at the beginning of like their older cartoons that aren't as um accurate in representing um you know diversity um accurately or things that they would say that are just not appropriate that we know now. Mm-hmm. Um but they they put this like statement at the beginning saying hey oh let me just look, look it up hold on i want to say it you might hear a car alarm going off outside i'm leaving in okay. the silence <laughs> so warner Bro- what said i'm gonna leave in that silence you're funny so warner brothers um for looney tunes um they put a disclaimer and it says the cartoons you're about to see are products of their time they may depict some of the ethnic and racial prejudices that were commonplace in American society. These depictions were wrong then, and they are wrong today. While the following does not represent the Warner Brothers' view of today's society, these cartoons are being presented as they were originally created, because to do otherwise would be the same as claiming that these prejudices never existed. Interesting. I thought that was so fascinating. Yeah, I think that's kind of a cool move on their part. I do, too. I do too. I think that um, when I saw that, I was like, well, why would they do that? Why would they still play them? And then that last line is like claiming that they, that these prejudices never existed, like to, by not, you know, presenting them. It's just like, that totally makes sense. And like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just yeah. fascinating to me. I just think it's, it was, it, it, there's like that social responsibility piece that Warner Brothers is. It is interesting because uh, as we've talked about, uh, some of the movies I've been watching with hands. Like, some of them are older movies, and there's some not very PC stuff in there. Yeah, that's what I was that thinking about. The times. Yeah, totally it, reflects the times. And it's like, you can't help but but think, like, oh, this is this is terrible. But at the same time, like, these are very highly regarded movies because of, I guess, just taking into account the mindset of people at the time yeah. when it was made. But yeah. it's, it can be difficult. Yeah, and, and we were watching, like, some of them, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, what what the heck why is he having you watch this movie this is ridiculous yep and like having to like acknowledge that and sit with how uncomfortable that is yeah. and then be able to see how it impacted our culture today yep yeah because a lot of these movies did they're like game changers in in movie in movies but yeah <coughs> yeah they still had some they had some problems yeah anyway so- Oh, sorry. Another like little funny thing that I, that I wanted to bring up that's sure. non-adventure time related. We're just on a roll here tonight. So I, I was listening to a show, uh, another podcast earlier, and they're talking about how their fans have no idea what the title of their podcast means because mm-hmm. they're called Banana Laser. Yeah. And they're like, they're, they said that they've been getting a lot of complaints about it because people are like, oh, how do we know that this is what this podcast is about? Because the title doesn't say anything. I was like, and then I was thinking, why would anybody do a podcast? Where where they have no idea what the name means, right? And then I just realized I have no idea what Pop Trouble means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a podcast with a name that I don't understand. Yeah, maybe you should ask. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> in case people ask about it, I'd be like, I don't know why it's called Pop Trouble, but yeah. we're talking about movies. That's funny. I love it, Matt. Yes. I had a good time with you tonight. 
Me too. This is a grand old time. It was. It was really enjoyable. A little overdue. Yes. Any last words? Chamon. How about for you? What's your favorite ice cream? Dinosaur Crunch. It's blue. I like old-fashioned vanilla from Tillamook with my own crushed Oreos in it. That sounds so good right now. I'm going to have some tonight. Nice. Yep. I'm going to have a plain piece of white bread and a glass of water like a prisoner. Okay. You do that. I will. Yeah. (laughs) Not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go play some pinball. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, no. My voice is gone. Okay. (laughs) Ah, Good timing. All right. It's been another fine episode of Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. Don't forget that you can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on Facebook or Twitter with the handle at Podcast. And don't forget that you can uh, leave us a voicemail on the Anchor.fm app and also check out all the wonderful podcasts, including our friend Junipers. And I am Amy. I'm Matt. (laughs) And we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, get... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh.